Master Life Balance with Dr. Rakesh Rana's Clear Framework. Welcome to another exciting episode on the Wellness Driven Life Show. Today, we're thrilled to feature Dr. Rakesh Rana, the Clear Coach, renowned for transforming high achievers' lives with his groundbreaking Clear Framework. Dive into the depths of connection, language, energy, and enthusiasm awareness, and results, and learn how to achieve balance and success. Don't miss out on this enlightening conversation that's set to revolutionize your journey towards personal growth and wellness. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show, where you're about to go on a wellness-driven ride. Let me share with you a little bit about the guests that we have here today. Dr. Rakesh Rana, the clear coach, helps high achievers overcome life and business challenges through his clear framework. A member of the International Coach Federation and Forbes Coaches Council, he offers personalized coaching services via a six-month program or an eight-week accelerator, resulting in transformative changes as attested by client testimonials. I am so pleased to help welcome to our stage, Dr. Rakesh Rana. Hello, April. How are you doing? I'm fabulous. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show. It is so fun to have you here. And I say that because I just look at your background and I can immediately tell you're a totally fun personality. You've got Star Wars, which is near and dear to our hearts. So I'm excited to have you here. And so let's start by sharing with the audience a little bit more about you. Sure. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. It's uh, I'm looking forward to this. So, uh, no, thank you. Thank you. A little bit about me. Yeah, as you mentioned, I'm a life coach. I've been doing it coming up to 10 years now. It'll be 10 years this year, later this year. Um, and I've, it's been a journey. It's been a real journey. You know, starting out back then, I thought, oh, it's going to be easy. I know clients are going to be coming clambering to me. Little did I know. Um, but it's been a journey because it's not just been about coaching. It's been learning about myself, my own strengths and weaknesses. And in this journey, I've met some of the most amazing people. I've uh, touched lives, had a huge impact. And I always, people ask me, why did you get into coaching? And I've always said that I've always wanted to help people. But realistically, if we think about it, we always want to leave this place, this earth, this planet, a better place than when we arrived. So I try and say that I want to be able to change this planet one coaching session at a time. I can't change it myself, but I'm hoping that the people I coach, I can impact them to have a huge impact. Uh, globally, locally, however they can. Well, and I think so many of us that step into this big entrepreneurial journey, that's that's really ineptly what we want, the desire to make mm. this huge impact globally, or, you know, maybe not that big of a green, but you want to make an impact in some form or capacity. And when you step into that journey, like you said, well, I thought clients were going to be coming to me and it's going to be so <laughs> easy and we find out otherwise. Right. And yeah. so I think it's incredible that you've been on this 10 year journey with it and you have already really grounded yourself, really established yourself. You're working with massive names and you have all of the client testimonies and you developed in the process this incredible framework. Yeah. I really enjoyed your clear framework when I read about it. I've watched some of your videos. I love how you show up because mostly what I see is you're giving valuable content. And yeah. when I see people who are, yes, giving some valuable information, but not only that, things that you can apply right here and right oh, yeah. now. I, I mean, and that's the intention. I always want to provide value, whether I'm having a conversation with a friend, I'm meeting somebody for the first time. I want them to leave me having taken something away. Um, I do firmly believe that we have 
interactions with other people for a reason. Um, but it's up to us what we do with those interactions. So I'm always trying to give some sort of value. And often some people will say to me, Rakesh, you give so freely of your knowledge, your time, whatever it is. But I do say that, look, we live in an abundant universe. So there's nothing that belongs to me. Everything I give out, I've assimilated through various means. And it's just my way of doing it. And if it can help somebody, all well and good. That's what I try and do. Well, Rakesh, let's talk a little bit about that. Because when... Well, we hear that a lot. I've interviewed many people. Tom Ziegler talks about that and many others about how when we give uh, our time, when you when you offer so much, there's mm. so much contrast with that and, and where people are like, but if I do that, then how am I supposed to gain? How, how is this how is this beautiful uh, influx and mm. how is it supposed to work? So I would love to know your opinion and mm. your experience. I mean, early on, you talked about how, well, the clients didn't just come. So, of course, there's been a struggle, especially in the financial sector, when you yeah. feel like you're giving, giving, giving and the results aren't trickling in yet. So mm. what has been your experience with that? Uh, I think I try and think long term. You know, if we think short term, it becomes very transactional. For me, it's about building relationships. And for me, it is about being with people on a journey. And we ask ourselves, you know, what's our goal in life? If you think about it, people may want money, they may want success or something. But in the end, people want to be happy. That's the end goal, I guess, for most people to be happy in life. Now, I look at myself, when I give, when I'm able to help others, it's the happiest I ever feel. So if you think about it, what more could I really then want? So just because I give out so much, people and myself need to understand what those expectations of return are. They don't need to be material. Sometimes it just needs to be emotional. So just because I give out things, whether it's material or knowledge or whatever or helping, that can impact people's lives. Just seeing that change and the thanks I may receive in return is sometimes good enough. And it's about removing expectation out of the equation i think when we go into anything with an expectation i always say you you're probably setting yourself you're setting yourself up to be disappointed do things without expectation do them because you enjoy it and i think at the end result looks after itself i think that's a huge key word there is expectation mm. and it has such a massive effect when when we do go into things expecting something it's mm -hmm. you know then that's either what we're going to get or if we don't get it then we feel awful right yes. and and i like how you you mentioned the long term play mm -hmm. and because of that it's not this short term play where i i need to have all of this now mm -hmm. but it's having a bigger picture beginning with the end in mind, kind of creating that roadmap of where we want to be and doing all these, you know, minor things yeah. in between that. And again, your your videos are so incredible. They're so valuable. You really do give so much information. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's that interesting uh, perception that we have to, to transfer over to where we're not feeling like if we give everything away, and mm -hmm. uh, and going back to my own experience with interviewing many, many people, many authors, and there'll be some where they don't want to talk about the insides of their book. But why yeah. not? Because mm -hmm. if I know about what you're doing, you can possibly go over it all, right? Mm -hmm. Anyway, but yeah. then that gives me more intrigue. And I want to work with you. I desire to have more or work with exactly. you one-on-one -on -one because I've yep. started to develop this uh you know, idea that I, I really enjoy who you mm -hmm. are. And I think, what is your opinion on that? Where people, you know, whether there's a million different people doing the same thing, but it's not about that. It's about the person themselves, right? People are attracted to the, to yeah. the human behind Through my experience, sometimes, I mean, up until I became a coach, I was a very private person. I really discuss things, keep my life compartmentalized, let's say family, work, friends, and never discuss, you know, never the twain shall meet type of thing. And um, I think after becoming a coach, realizing about opening up, um, communicating better, I found that when I was open and discussing the things more, 
more came to me. You know, people would say, oh, why do you need to talk about that? You know, say family members or something or close friends might say, oh, why do you discuss these kind of things? But I find that the more I open up, the more I'm able to discuss things, the more I then attract the right kind of person I need in my life to help me move forward. Whether it might be a problem or a challenge I may be facing or a client may be facing or anything else that may have been going on in my life at the time, if I'm open and vulnerable about it to speak to somebody openly, they have been able to inevitably been able to help me either themselves or through a connection of some sort. So I do believe by being open, by sharing knowledge, we create these um, these engagements that become long term. I think short term things can be very transactional and there's a place for that as well. But when it comes to me and my coaching practice and building long term business relationships, it has to be long term. It can't be transactional. Rakesh, you that reminds me of a few things. When we start opening up to possibilities, stepping into things that might scare us because we're not familiar with it, we're not used to it. So stepping into the unknown, you're saying that that really opened up a whole lot of possibility for you in yeah. your life and business. I I would say. Everybody is fearful of change, or I would say most inherently people are fearful of change. They don't want to try new things, especially when they're quite comfortable as it is. And I guess it's through my own coaching, through my own coaching practice and being with people that day in, day out, I'm pushing change. So I've come to love to embrace change. And I know if I need to grow, change is on the other side of any challenge I may have. Uh, and, and that's where my growth is. So for me, I bring it on. I love being comfortable. Don't get me wrong. And who doesn't? But I do know that I never settle. So for me, enjoy that comfort for a while. But I need to push on. And therefore, to push on, I need that discomfort, that energy, energy that will drive me forward. And it will be uncomfortable until I'm comfortable again. But I know then I can reflect back through my own reflective practice to see how far I've come. Do you feel like when you, you know, you you reach out and you expand yourself, you get out of the comfort zone and you come back to it, do you feel this urge to expand yourself again? You know, now that you're starting to get familiar with it, is it, could it yeah. be even said or called a, a little bit of a rush of growth and expansion for yourself? Yeah, it becomes, it becomes a habit. Uh, like I said, it's, Embracing change now has become a habit for me. So becoming, here's the thing, a lot of, in my experience, many people want to, the reason they move or they do things is to move into a, uh, a place where they can be comfortable and where they can settle. I think that's a driving factor for a lot of people because they may be in flux, they may be in change, they may be going through challenges or difficulties. So therefore they want to change the present to become comfortable and I think what I've learned over time is that's okay but then you need more growth and for me personally that's what drives me for me it's about keeping on growing going through those challenges and then looking back so for me I I go through these 30 60 90 day cycles of growth trying things and I'll do them for you know a quarter or a month and I'll evaluate what have I learned have I moved forward how challenging was that and what's my next step? I've so, now, yeah, I've become the kind of person where I don't want to settle. Well, I like that. And so what I'm hearing too is you really practice what you preach. And you this is this is the way that you lead your clients to. And by the way, I love the long form. I think that you know, even it's it's been proven time and time again that it takes this amount of time to really start reprogramming, yeah. especially on a neurological level, right? We are so mm -hmm. And to, you know, lifestyle and habits that it takes a certain amount of time period to really make it stick, to create a new habit and to condition the mind and the body to be reprogrammed, to respond differently yeah. the way that you want it to. So thank you for that. I appreciate that always when I see that. And I don't think that there's any quick fixes. No, there aren't. I always say it's a journey. Um, We've got to fall in love with that process. I mean, working with my clients or even myself, there are always goals to achieve or to attain. People may or may not get those goals, myself included. However, I always say to them, you've got to love 
the process. You've got to enjoy what you're doing day in, day out, because that's what's going to give you the joy and the happiness, those little rewards that you see on a daily basis from what you're doing. Inevitably, if you're doing well and you're changing, you're reiterating and improving as you go along, you'll go and get that bigger reward that you're looking after or looking for. Rakesh, speaking of that, what is the quickest way that you could, because, you know, day in and day out, we we have emotions that happen like that, right? Mm. And and they they change so rapidly. What is the quickest way for you to bring yourself back into a joyful state? Because you mentioned that I, I have to enjoy what you're what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, how do you snap yourself back into that? Do you have sure. a way that you bring yourself back to that joyful? Again, I, yeah, I mean, I can, I'll I'll talk about a few, but again, the the caveat around that is it's a practice. It's it's going to be very easy when I when you hear what I'm going to say, it will sound very easy. But people will be there thinking, no, it's you can't just do that. It, it doesn't happen. It requires practice, and this is what I talk about in my videos. A lot of them, I you know, I try and give this information value, but I always caveat at the end. Look, everything's a practice. You've got to be kind to yourself. It's when you're going through change, you will fail and everything. But what do I do? I've got various techniques for me. Just taking time out from a situation, taking that deep breath, you know, the box breathing for a start, that can help. Um, having a happy memory. Um, I'm a big uh, football fan. Now, I'll, I'll caveat that. It's, I'm not American football. I'm talking about British soccer. So I have a favourite player and he scored a goal one time and I have that memorised in my mind with the commentary going on. And I kind of bring that to my visualisation. And honestly, I just get on an instant high. When I when I replay that in my mind, so it's you can have so many tools and techniques. Everybody's will be individual, but depending on the situation, honestly, mine will be going out for a walk, breathing, visualizing. Different techniques will work for all the others. Thankfully, I've got a few in my toolbox now, and they're the things that work for me instantly. I love that. That's disrupting the pattern, right? And yes. I I actually I think that what you do that visualization piece is really awesome because you you bring yourself you have trained yourself to remind yourself to remember yes <laughs> that's yeah i was going to say a lot of people will say that you know i've just mentioned these techniques but when you're in that moment when you're in that emotional state nobody thinks to breathe nobody thinks to stop or visualize and this is why i say it's practice it, it is a bit of a understanding that you're going through this emotion and pausing and reflecting and it, and it requires a bit of a mindfulness practice or a, a meditative approach but the more you, you 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 figure it out the more you understand what might trigger you the more you can practice it the easier it gets absolutely well so much of this rakish is going into more of that spiritual approach of your day in and day out business in order to obtain that work-life balance which we have to have all of those aspects in order to perform well, both personally and professionally. So it, it sounds to me like you have a lot of these things. Now, is this also embedded in the clear framework that you've developed? I guess it does. I mean, the framework's quite a, a bit of a scientific approach, let's say, you know, me being a bit of a scientist in the background, that the approach, you know, as you mentioned, the acronym CLEAR, it is about connection, the C. It's about connecting with people, not just with my clients, but I also say that this CLEAR framework is just great for all kinds of relationships. So C for connection, L for language, but not only simplifying the language we use, but the language we use about ourselves and others. So reframing that language sometimes. E for energizing um, and having that energy is and enthusiasm is so important whether that's with my coaching clients or whether that's with a relationship you may have with uh, uh, in a professional setting or a personal setting, raising that awareness is so key uh, for A. And then results, we do, the coaching process is geared towards results, but so are any kind of relationships. You're getting into a relationship, whether it's a business relationship or a personal one, you've got to understand the results. Uh, what are we looking for here? And it's about celebrating those results, so it's really key. And I guess elements of spirituality in there would be about grounding. So the understanding oneself. And I think the important aspect is the A acronym for awareness. We can only raise our awareness when we're more reflective. And whether that's 
people having a meditative practice or a mindful practice or spiritual practice that's up to an individual it's not something i'm going to impress upon anybody but what we'll say is there's various ways of raising awareness that could be through journaling it could just be through purposeful pauses it could be any way that works for that individual and i guess through coaching that comes about and that's how my clients i guess understand what the best ways for them to raise their awareness Dr. Rakesh, what is your favorite part about coaching? My favorite part about coaching is I love it when I get a text after a coaching session to say how my clients really enjoyed that and the change or the impact that that's had on them. Um, to me, that's made me feel like, wow, that was worth it. But for me, it's just we're sitting here right now. We're not in the same physical space, but we're in the same digital space. But having that human connection, to have that conversation, I'm not doing a coaching session with you. However, you're asking me questions. I'm still trying to impart knowledge. If you, no, not, you know, it could be many of the viewers as well, but even if you, April, as an individual, go away today, having gained something of value, looking back upon it and think, wow, that was really impactful. I'm going to implement this one thing in my life. That's what amazes me. And that's what I love about coaching. Yeah. Well, you know, you're 10 years in and you can easily choose to go in a different direction. You know, there's so many things that we can do as yeah. we're moving throughout life. And yes. when we really find the things that bring us the most joy because of how it has an effect on others because of what we experience that they're experiencing based on our interactions with them. Yeah. It, it really is a beautiful feeling. We're going to move into our first commercial. When we get back, let's talk a little bit more about those experiences. Stay tuned. Are you ready to take control of your ride to wellness? Rev up with Driven Living. Visit www.drivenliving.com and buckle up for a journey. Get exclusive access to our Wellness Driven Life Show guest portal, where you can dive deep into the minds of our esteemed guests. Sign up for our newsletter and get insider scoops on these distinguished personalities. It's like having a backstage pass to their life-changing wisdom. But that's not all. You'll also receive a free hug. You heard me right, a free hug. An enlightening ebook from the Driven Living team. Discover the science-backed benefits of hugging yourself. It's a fill-up for your wellness tank. Because at Driven Living, we believe in fueling your journey to wellness, both physically and psychologically. So what are you waiting for? Visit www.drivenliving.com today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back here with Dr. Rakesh Rana. And I love saying your name, by the way. That's very fun. <laughs> <laughs> and so I would love to know kind of a little bit more about your journey, if you'd be so open to sharing. But you began this um, entrepreneurship coaching journey at one point. And then you've really had these incredible experiences of working with bigger names. What was some of the early on experiences that you had to really start leading you up to giving you the confidence in branching out to work with some of those bigger names? I guess having my, my background was corporate background. I'd had a oof, quite a long career in IT working for investment banks. And I'd climbed the corporate ladder and um, managing people, helping people, developing people and stuff. Um, so I, I kind of knew I had it in me to help people. So that's what took me into coaching. I had my coaching training and I thought, that's it. I can, I can coach anybody. However, 
coaching is an art form that you're always learning even today you know even now I, i'm constantly learning because the coaching isn't the same for everybody everybody's an individual and people always ask me so how do you coach somebody do you you know do you use a model like as well as a coach we get taught models but it's about understanding what's going to work best for that coaching client and you know at the beginning at the start it was challenging and i think this is where coaching supervision comes in really valuable um and a lot of coaches i you know most do especially if they've been trained and especially if they're going through uh, an, an accredited body will have a coaching supervisor so your coaching supervisor is going to help you there to ensure that if you're having any challenges as a coach you can talk to somebody about them and i think that was very invaluable for me uh, um, uh, early on in my career because i think i floundered at the beginning thinking oh am i doing things right now am i not doing things right but i think once i got my coaching supervisor uh, it was a bit of a game changer i had somebody there that could almost have my back let's say and, and again i'm a, i'm a, i'm a, an eager learner i'm constantly learning so for me it was also about okay how can I help best help my clients? So even though through my own coaching training, there were certain, certain models we were taught, coaching models, but it was going out there and reading up. It was going out there reading material from other coaches. Like I have the clear framework that I use, but that's not what I solely use when it comes to coaching. That's just a framework. It's not a coaching methodology. So what I will do is I will learn about other coaching methodologies, You know, whether it's the grow model, solutions focused model, et cetera. But I did uh, Nancy Klein's time to think approach, the thinking environment. So, uh, you know, it's about understanding, but well, where else can I train? And the goal I've set myself for this year, and I think it's really helped me in the past, is to read a book a week. The reason that's so valuable is I learn so much from reading. And I think by reading the right kind of material, I'm really able to help my clients better. So for me, that's been really key in my own growth as a coach especially now that's made me better as a coach now because of all the reading i do the more clients i coach as well uh, that's been impactful and also having that coaching supervisor i think they're the three key things that have really helped me grow as a coach well i love that i you know i really follow along with a couple of those wreckish which mm. one of them is having a mentor mm. and um bob berg who is the co-author of the go-giver series talks heavily about having the mentor and even knowing when the right time and how to ask for mentorship you know but really coaches need coaches right yes. and then when you're you're walking into something this goal that you have for yourself this year of reading a book a week which is awesome and <laughs> you know i you know, i think that that's brilliant because as we continue to learn and grow i mean then we get to share that with whoever we're yeah. interacting with engaging with and tom ziegler mentioned that about his his father zig ziegler is that was a practice that he did every mm. single day he did three hours in the morning every day of reading mm. and then he was able because he did that able to apply that knowledge onto the people that he engaged with and it just creates this this beautiful essence of superpower of knowledge yeah. within us but not only that it opens us up, our minds up for other po potentials other possibilities of course yeah, um, I'm actually astounded at the amount of times that I've read a book and it just happens to be the right book that somebody I've met or coached or engaged with at that time needed. So for me, the, you know, the universe works in mysterious ways and, and this is it. And this is where I found, you know, I've done it in the past where um, I went through this spate of reading a lot, then stopped, I guess, and you know, would just dip in and out. But this year I said, no. I'm an avid reader, why don't I read? And it's taken me, it's great because then I don't spend as much time on social media, maybe doing other things that probably aren't as healthy for me. So yeah, reading's been fantastic. So, uh, and like I said, it helps me, but it really, the reason I do it is to provide value and help others. Yeah, well, Rakesh, that's really incredible. So you're talking about how I'm reading this perfect thing that I can transfer over to my client who needs it in this capacity. And, mm -hmm. and it really just, it, it, we're talking about synchronicities, so to speak, mm -hmm. you know, and how yeah. beautiful that is and the energies and how they start to align. Um, the more open we are to all of these different energies and understanding and ideas and, and learning, the more, you know, it starts to flow and synchronize throughout our life mm -hmm. and our days 
people. And the way that we met each other was via somebody that we knew. I had an interview and and then you knew that person and we connected. And I think that it's really just awesome how that happens. And speaking of, I would love to know, how did you first align with the the beautiful guest we had on the show, who is the the creator, the founder of You Ocean, You Earth? What is your experience with that, and how did you come into the engagement of? Yeah, I mean, first of all, um, this is going live today, but so Chris Christosai of uh, the Bio Foundation in You Ocean 2050, I've got to have a big shout out to him today because today the news came out that. You Ocean 2050 has been nominated for the Earthshot Prize. So, you know, big up that he's one of the nominees, and this is just huge. I mean, it's a multi million pound uh, prize that we've given out to the final winner, but just to be nominated is amazing. So, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I reached out to him and uh, congratulated him. I thought that was fantastic. So, Chris and I, we met again through networking. You know, we bumped into each other at a networking event that, and an event that I actually wouldn't have been attending if it hadn't been for another friend who said, Rakesh, you may enjoy this. And, and again, this is synchronicity. It's a case of somebody telling me I should be somewhere that I wouldn't have necessarily been to meet a person that I wouldn't have otherwise met, who I then became, went on to coach and, we, you know, we've become amazing friends. And uh, he would, I would say, one of my biggest success stories. These, you know, through, you know, I'm not going to say it's down to me or down to coaching, but even though he will say a lot of it is, but, you know, coaching this individual allowed him, he became the kind of person through coaching to go on and grow this huge organization that it's becoming now, this charity, which is amazing, impacting everybody around the globe. And this is where I say, you know, changing the world one coaching session at a time. And this, you know, the guy's goal is to, remove a billion kilos of plastic from the earth's waterways by 2050 so it's an amazing uh, amazing achievement what he's achieved to date it is and i think i think this is very very important to notate this because when and and how could that not be the most joyful aspect of doing what you do right of yep. coaching and leading and guiding others because when we inspire each other when we guide each other, when we, you know, encourage one another mm. that you can do these incredible, massive yeah. scale, global scale projects, it happens and it comes to fruition. But that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty yeah. of us encouraging each other. Yeah, it's amazing. I guess when I came into coaching, I remember I would look at celebrities, I would look at people who were very famous. And I would think I would love to coach that person. And I would try and reach out whichever way. And it took me a while to realize maybe they're not the people I want to be coaching. Maybe I want to be coaching the people who are going to become the next celebrity, the next superstar, the next global player. And that was the big realization I had a few years ago. And that's what I focus on, that actually I can have an impact on the people that I see the potential in that can go on and achieve so much more. And yes, it's Chris is just one example. I mean, I've, I've got a couple of other clients I can mention that have just gone on to achieve huge things. And it's it's amazing. You know, I, I, as a coach, you just want to stay in the background and just admire it and watch it all. But sometimes you can't help but just get caught up within, with everything that's going on. It's amazing. Rakesh, that said, you you obviously very much have this desire and passion to do just that, to encourage people to do these massive global scale projects or or be this impact in that capacity and because of that are there people that you you weed out or you turn down like is there a process that you have during your intake i do so every time i meet people and you mention oh i'm a life coach first thing they'll always turn around and say well i could do with a life coach (laughs) however like I've mentioned to you, most people just want to be comfortable in life. They don't want to go through change. Even though they may have an aspiration to want to achieve something, they don't have that wherewithal to go out and do it. Chris, so for me, it's why, about... That's why there's a 1%, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's about figuring out, okay, what energy do you have? And there's, there's times. I remember I was... I'll give you an example. I remember 
interviewing, not interviewing, I was chatting with a client of mine. She was a, an actress. Well, she is an actress. And um, the first time I met her, I said, so what's your thinking of when, you, when are you going to win your Oscar? And actually, she hadn't even thought of it because as an actress, she was just waiting and looking for her next job. And, and I thought that that's such a shame because we don't look beyond our immediate ceiling. So as a coach, what I like to do is say to my clients, I said, listen, if I coach you, I want you to become the superstar of your field. Whatever you're going to do, you've got to become the best at it because that's why I want to work with you. And if they've got the belief in themselves that they can do it and they want to do it and they will work with me to want to achieve that, then that's all good. But if I see that hesitation and they don't have it, that's okay. Maybe they're not ready to be coached or maybe their goals aren't so big. But if I'm going to be spending six months of my life with somebody, I want to be just as excited. So and, and I guess that's why I do. I am picky about who I coach. Some might say, oh, that's not fair, Rakish. You know, you could help some others. But this is what I say. I give freely of my time. I don't not all of my coaching clients are paying clients. A lot of my coaching clients can be pro bono because a lot of people can't afford the coaching. But I still see something in them. And I want to help them. So I don't do it formally. I'll occasionally reach out. And we, we stay in that relationship where I'll say, you've got my number. Just ping me if you, if you need any questions or you want to have a half an hour chat. Let me know because I've got belief in them. So for me, it's about really helping people. And if I can do that in any way I can, that's what I try and do. But it is about a lot of people just don't know what they don't know. And if, as, yeah. as, as a coach, I can help them realize that potential. I'm doing, doing the job that I need to do. Oh, well, that's, you're, you're correct. You don't know what you don't know, right? Yes. <laughs> Until you know it. <laughs> and yeah, so it. you're very, that's very it. open, though, with your time, very generous, very gracious with, mm -hmm. you know, being open to learning where somebody's at. What is the process of that that you have? How do people reach out to you? How do they find you if they are interested in learning more about what you do? Yeah, I mean, a lot of most people I would say have contacted me through social media channels or through referrals. I would say so. You know, there's my website. I see it there, theclearcoach.com. LinkedIn, I, I use regularly, and obviously on Instagram as well. And you know, I have people sliding into my DMs on occasion, so if I help them. I can help them. But it is about sounding out people. What is it that they're really looking for? Do they, you know, it, you know, I'll, I'll have a quick chat with them. Are they, you know, they're just looking to waste their time and they're just, you know they're just looking for something because they've got nothing better to do or is there something really that they want to uh, want to achieve in life and when i when you say i'm free with my time i am but there are caveats i, I keep i mention that word a lot so i will put obstacles in people's ways to get hold of me and if they think if it's important enough to them for them to get through those obstacles to get to me in a way then all well and good it's something that they really want to do I mean, they're not difficult obstacles. It might just mean I might not be readily available or that they may need to go to a certain link to get hold of me. You know, I'm not just going to give them out my phone, my phone number as soon as they, they contact me. So it's a, a couple of gentle hurdles, let's say. And if it's important enough and there's something they want to do, then I think, OK, fine. They've, they've done that. They've come, they've come through the channels. Let's have a chat with these people. Yeah, I find it really interesting because I see, you know, as you go into an entrepreneur world, you see business done in so many different ways, the way that people uh, either um, allow or guard their time mm -hmm. with with individuals around them and, and with society. And so it's interesting to know how people do that and to know that uh, you're going to jump through a couple hoops and then I'm going to know that you're really wanting to have this experience yeah. with me. And yep. so it's an interesting way that people get to choose how mm. they do business. Yeah. I, and, and I guess the other thing is I, the reason I prove my time, I genuinely enjoy meeting people. Um, it's through meeting people that doors open. And like I said, it's, not every person I meet is going to become a client of mine. However, that person may be able to help somebody that I know, or I may know somebody that can help this person. So for me, it's that connecting people as well. Uh, and, a lot of, uh, and this is what I do, I guess, because I network and, and have a uh, fairly extensive network myself. I, I, and I call them my friends. I, I'm quite freely putting people in touch with each other because sometimes it's not me as an individual that's going to help somebody. I can help people just by introducing people. And I think that's so important. 
I think that introducing each other and connecting one another is a huge, huge thing. And, and again, it's going back to that's how we met is yes. exactly that. It's an introduction of now you you're doing some great things. You're changing people's the course of their life and expanding. Now, what is the thing that you are most excited about creating next? Creating next. Well, for me, it's been about. My goal last year was to stop. Well, I, I had a YouTube channel which had a, started about six years ago, but didn't do anything with it. So my goal for last year was to grow my YouTube channel. Uh, and you know, I, I talk about goals, and you know, that's the goal. But actually, what's the tangible? The tangible was I needed job, to, by the way. again. I know I've mentioned. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, but, it's but it was to create weekly content. For me, the goal was to create weekly content, and you know. That was very successful. You know, I went through a couple of editors. I work with a great editor now. And, you know, we're in a good place. But this year is about really growing it big. And it's great that I've got, you know, people around me to help me. And I think for me this year, my focus is to grow this YouTube channel. And twofold. No, threefold, actually. One, I really enjoy it because when I'm choosing a topic and then I'm researching it. One, I'm familiarizing myself with something again. I learned something new myself. When I'm creating the content, I do it because I genuinely want to help people and it's out there to anybody to consume. And then here's a hope. And again, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen because I'm still loving the process of creating content. If I can monetize the channel eventually, and that would be a lovely stream of income, that would be great because that would be an income for me, but also it would be an additional income for the video editor that I use. And so it's a win-win for a lot of people. Uh, and that'd be great. But here, if I was doing it just with the intention of wanting to make money, I'd be unhappy right now because I've been doing it for a year and it's not earning me any money. It's costing me money. But <laughs> I enjoy the process and that's what I love and that's what I want to keep doing. Well, you know, maybe that is a, somebody needs to hear that, you know, if we have some people in the audience that are entrepreneurs or mm. even if they're doing something as a side gig to to give the world something that they're really excited about something mm -hmm. they're passionate about some sort of knowledge or project or what have you that you know making content on youtube is one of the best ways and formats that we can utilize today mm. you know because it's about to surpass google's number one search engine or at least mm. that's what I researched last. So it is a it's a powerhouse for that. And because yeah. of that, it's this, this beautiful way to show up and give a presentation both, you know, visually and audibly. Yeah. So, you know, but it does take time and it's not overnight. And, yeah. but again, if, if we go into a coaching aspect of people, it's that consistency of yeah. doing something. And your goal last year was to, to make it bigger, make it mm. better, and you did, and to continue on that path. And it's yeah. just in that consistency that eventually, of course, you're going yeah. to get to where you want to be. Yeah, I, I think you've really touched on an important point there. And in fact, it's something that people always ask me, what's one thing I can do to be successful? What's the one thing you would say? You know, if, any, if I was to say anything and people wanted to take something away, I would say it's about consistent action. People talk the talk, they'll read quotes, they'll read, be inspired by, you know, other people's videos and talks, even my videos, people may you know, watch it and think, wow, amazing, but then do nothing about it. What I impress upon people is take the smallest amount of action to do something, because that will have a snowball effect. Whether you fail or succeed on that small action, you'll learn something. And it's so important. Just sitting there reading and not doing anything, you know, you hear these stories all the time. These people have dreams and aspirations, but actually they never realized because they never did anything. People are too afraid of fear, failure. They're too fearful of what other people are going to think. Honestly, sometimes it's just about going for it. And we've talked about YouTube. One of my favorite YouTube channels is a, a guy, probably a little bit older than me, a British gentleman. The videos aren't anything special. It's just got a guy following him around a camera and he goes into different restaurants and eats food. And most of the time, it doesn't even look good because the image quality is not that great. But he's got tens of thousands of views and he does so well because he's just so engaging and he's obviously enjoying what he does. And that is so important. It's about just turning up and doing something consistently. Just take action. Yeah. Well, and enjoying what he does. And, 
you know, that's, that's the nice thing about being human, right? We're all very colorfully different and we all like and want and desire differently. So there's something for everyone. I think that's, that's a really big uh, key element is that when we feel like we won't be accepted or we know nobody wants to hear what we have to say. Well, mm-hmm. sure. Not everybody is. And yes, there's going to be the naysayers. Yes. yes. In business, there's going to be bad reviews. There's going to be people nitpicking about everything or this and mm-hmm. that. Right. And at the same time, there's going to be your people and there's going to yes. be people that love you and appreciate you and want more yes. of you. And so, you know, there's masses and masses of us, right? Globally. And I was going to say that there's 8 billion people on this planet. You only need a, you know, a small fraction of that to do very well. <laughs> yes. A small yes. fraction. Well, uh, Dr. Rakish, something that I would love to know uh, more of an, on a personal level is, and I'm going to get you in the solo layout because I, love your background. And so of course I get to observe. And I I mentioned that I do love the Star Wars. So I'd love to hear what you love about Star Wars. And also I see, you know, you got a couple book titles too, but yes, let's start with Star Wars. What? what Star Wars. Yeah. Well, I was recently, no, recently, it was last year. um, I took my son to the Star Wars event. It happens every two years, I think globally. And it happened to be in London. I've grown up on Star Wars, you know, I've been watched, uh, I'm old enough to watch the original one in the cinema, I think it was, so uh, A New Hope. So, yeah, I've grown up with Star Wars. So people of my age, we've lived Star Wars. So I'm a huge, huge fan. Um, Yeah, plenty of books I read. Um, I'm into biohacking. So a lot of uh, books about uh, health and well-being uh, is really good. I've got my 101 coaching strategies and techniques up there. Um, But, yeah, no, I like my cars, like my watches, you know, who wouldn't? So, you know, I, I enjoy all things. And yes, material things, littles, life luxuries bring happiness. But you know what? This isn't be all and end all. If all this was to go, it doesn't matter. It's, it's that inner peace. It's that inner happiness. It's yeah. looking back on the journeys. It's great having the Star Wars framed picture artwork here. But actually, it's remembering the times I went to the movie. And the one that I recall is Return of the Jedi, you know. You know, remember reading the book uh, as soon as it came out and reading it before the movie came out. So it's, it's those memories, those lived experiences that I think bring more joy than maybe some of these artifacts might bring. Mm. Well, let's let's talk just a, a tad bit as we come to the close of our time together. You you like biohacking, you're learning about physical elements of really living fully and well. What are some of the things that you incorporate in your daily habit and routine that, that my yeah, my non-negotiable is that I'm up at six o'clock every morning. Whether I get out of bed straight away is a different matter, but no, but the alarm goes off at six o'clock every morning. Um, and then I do some sort of a workout, uh, whether it's a, I don't know, 15 minute hit, a run, some weights, some stretching, but that's my morning starting out. That's how I start out. Uh, and, you know, I started supplement drinks recently. It's about ensuring I'm doing 10,000 steps every day. So most days I'll be outside walking or if I've gone for a run, but I've also got a stand-up, sit-down desk. So I've got one of these uh, walking treadmills. So if I'm working from home, um, I'll be walking from 7.30 in the morning and by about 9.30 I'll have done my 10,000 steps. So that's a given and anything on top of that's great. It's a bonus. Drinking plenty of water. These are just some of the simple little biohacks that everybody and anybody can do, but they have such a huge impact on your well-being. You know, just drinking water every day, just walking every day, cutting out sugar, just simple things. But a lot of these things, to be honest, I've only really learned to do in the last two or three years. I went through a, a body transformation, let's say, about three years ago, where I lost about, I'll say I lost about 24 kilograms, but I can't remember what that equates to in pounds, but. Uh, I was gonna say, me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the goal again, it was a goal. I was going to hit 50. I'd never had a six pack in my life. And at the time, I was very rotund. It was the tail end of COVID. I'd been eating all winter and all my clothes got too tight. And I was going to hit 50 later that year. And the goal was I've never had a six pack. So I worked with a coach, worked with a good friend of mine who helped me, trained me, helped me with my diet and, uh, you know, applied that. So that was a great, that was a great year. Uh, it It was great to go through that experience, knowing that I could do it. And actually since then, which was about three years ago, touch wood, I've never been healthier. See, Rakesh, I love that I asked that because 
shout out to everyone who is you know, starting to get older and they think mm -hmm. that maybe they can't reach that. Their winter has lasted a few years or more. And mm -hmm. here we are where you you set this goal for yourself and it, it made a really big impact and change in yeah. your life. And only that, but you are consistently living in maintaining that health and wellness for longevity. So mm -hmm. I'm so pleased that I asked That's that. Definitely. Thank you. Well, it's been awesome to have you on the Wellness Driven Life show, Brackish. Is there anything thank that you, you want to share with our audience? Well, no, just like I said, I just want to say thank you again. And, uh, you know, that one takeaway for everybody was just take some action. You know, if you've been inspired by a quote or a video or a book or something, you know, just don't let it fester. Don't just let it sit there and you tell other people about it. Go and do something, even if it's the smallest thing. And sometimes that's the scariest thing because we don't break it down into the smallest actionable step. You may have this huge goal, but just break it down. Talk to somebody. Get yourself an accountability partner. It doesn't need to be a coach. Somebody that can you can speak with and create the smallest actionable change you can and just do it. Oh, I love that. I love that. Beautiful message. Thank you so much. And from a man who is doing, has done, continues to do so many great things and inspire people to do very incredible things. So thank you so much for honoring us on the Wellness Driven Live show here today. I want to make sure everyone knows where to find you. I've had it here displayed on the screen for those of you watching in. And for those of you listening in, www.theclearcoach.com. Again, www.theclearcoach.com is where you can reach and find Rakish. And it's going to be in the description below. You can always find our guest information there. So I just want to thank you again for being our guest on the Wellness Driven Life Show. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me on April. Thank you very much. My pleasure. And thank you so much for our audience. Without you, the show wouldn't be possible. So thank you so much. Goodbye for now. And we will see you next time. Bye.